Every day, people like you are making the decision to start their own business. During this process, there are any number of questions that may come up. On Entrepreneur's Think Tank, we dive deep into the minds of those who have done it before. Learn from their journey as you work to build your empire. Here's your host, Nicole Henderson. Welcome to another great conversation in the Think Tank. I can honestly say that there are a variety of nuggets that I glean from each of these conversations. Our Think Tank alumni are truly amazing, and I can't wait to have them on for round two of the conversation. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into their standard operating procedures, um, some of the strategic decisions that they make, um, some of the goals that they've set for their businesses. So stay tuned for that um, information as we bring them back on for additional conversation. Okay, but I digressed. The beauty of these conversations is that because each of these amazing women are at different places in their businesses, the conversations are rich with different perspectives. During this conversation that I'm going to share with you, my guest, Tisha Price, shares with us the details of her somewhat unplanned transition from corporate America to entrepreneurship. Although it was unplanned, it ultimately allowed her to follow her passion. She's a mompreneur having to figure out all that it takes to balance all the things. So hope that you will enjoy this week's conversation in the Think Tank. Enjoy the show. Well, Tisha, thank you very much for joining us on Entrepreneur's Think Tank today. We are thrilled to have you here and I want to start off with the normal question. Tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I This is the first time uh, being a guest on a podcast, so I'm very, very grateful for the opportunity. So yeah, so I'm Tisha Price. I am an empowerment and confidence coach for coaches, for online coaches. So I really work with the people who have gone through or know that they want to be an online coach and they've consumed all of the information. Maybe they've gone through a business mentorship program and have the strategies, have all the things. However, they're struggling with the analysis paralysis part and can't actually move past that to enroll their first clients. And so that's where Tish comes in with the confidence and the empowerment to support them in enrolling their first clients. So that's a little bit about me. I'm so excited about it. (laughs) So back up a little bit, like how did you get to this point? Did you have a corporate job before or what made you switch gears to entrepreneurship? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually worked for the Walmart corporate office for just shy of 10 years. And girl, I started there at 17, fresh out of high school. I went from working at Subway, making sandwiches <laughs> at 17, straight into a corporate job. And um, while I was there, I worked several different positions and just never really felt like I could be myself. I am very, very much in your face, like very high energy, loving, want to express myself through my clothes and my tattoos and my piercings. And over the over the course of the years working in corporate America, it's very challenging to be yourself, to just be yourself and show up in an authentic way. And that was really starting to take a toll on me, um, especially 
go and being in relationships, you know, I have, I have daughters and I'm like, I, I don't even like, who am I? I don't even know who I am. And I mean, unfortunately, I guess, and fortunately I was part of one of their big layoffs and took a little bit of time off, worked for another a supplier also kind of directly working with Walmart. And I was like, man, this is just like, something is just not right. This is just still not me. And I kind of just stumbled into my own personal development and kind of fitness journey, if you will. And I immediately was like, I know I'm supposed to help people and I'm going to be a coach (laughs) and I'm going to figure out how to do it. So that's a little little bit of my background. (laughs) So you said a mouthful. So you had the decision to, you know, leave that corporate role. Mm -hmm. Um, Many of us have been in that same boat, but transitioning out is not always the easiest, especially if you have kids kind of in the midst of making that decision. Yeah. Um, But there's generally some things we can take away from corporate America as you transition. Were there any things that you learned in corporate that you now use in your company? Oh, absolutely. Attention to detail. (laughs) That's like, that's a big one, right? And that was something that I was always praised on in, in my corporate world. I had a lot of managers, you know, really praise me on my attention to detail that and customer service, knowing how to show up and talk to people and serve them and get them what they need. I was during my time at Walmart. Um, I spent a couple years as a, an assistant to a VP. And so I was that person that people would come to like, I need this, Tish, I need this, I need this, I need this. And I mean, not only taught me attention to detail and customer service, but like adaptability is a big thing too. being able to kind of shift your focus on the drop of a dime. And it's like, okay, now we're doing this and now we're doing this. And it really also um, being open to to change, right? Because change is inevitable and they change stuff all the time in the corporate world. I can't speak for all companies, but I know Walmart specifically, they, you know, they make changes at a very fast pace and it doesn't, it doesn't do anybody any good to resist the change because it's coming, it's happening anyway. So just kind of learning to <laughs> ebb and flow and just kind of do your thing when, <laughs> whenever it comes up. So take us back to like month one, when you are not in a corporate role, but you are working for yourself, what was that like in building your company at that time? Like the very beginning. Yeah. Okay. So I actually just recently went full-time in my business this year. So as of January one, I was like, I'm, I'm stepping out and I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing. And could you repeat your question? I had it and then I lost it. (laughs) Yeah. What was, so what was January like? What was month one like when you, you've made the decision to leave corporate and Mm, now you're full-time in what's month one like? Honestly, it was very overwhelming and it was very overwhelming because I am very much a a people person. I love being around people um, and being in, in community and having a team being, being part of a team. I'm very much a team person. And so it was challenging. It was challenging to take a step back and be, be a team of one, (laughs) like, okay, I'm in charge of all of the things. And, you know, whenever people think about 
being an entrepreneur and being your own boss and making your own schedule, that's, that's kind of why we go into it, right? We want to be able to do that. However, if you don't have the knowledge or the tools in place to set yourself up for success, whenever you do branch out and, and go full time by yourself, it, it does make it challenging. And I found that I am very supported whenever I am part of some sort of community. So, I mean, coaches get to have coaches too. I have two of them. <laughs> I'm in two separate communities. So, cause that's, that's how I thrive and just really understanding how you thrive and what best supports you asking for that and not being, a, not being ashamed of asking for help. It's, Everybody gets to have help. Everybody gets to be supported. <laughs> so that kind of blends into my next question of what was your biggest challenge? Is it the lack of team or is there something else that's also a challenge? Yeah. So initially, I think what it boils down to, I know for me, was just the confidence in the beginning, right? Like knowing I have this purpose in, in my heart that God has given to me. And like, what, what do I do with it? How do, how do I do it? I didn't have the confidence just in myself to even show up as an authority in the space because I wasn't treating myself or looking at myself like an equal in the space. Right. I was putting my coaches and, and other, you know, coaches and communities kind of up on a pedestal and, that wasn't supportive. That wasn't supportive for me either. So really just working through um, the confidence and pushing past, like I said, analysis paralysis. I'm very much one to just consume and consume and consume and consume to the point where I'm like, I've consumed so much. I don't even know what, like, what do I do now? What's the first step? And yeah, those are some of the ones that were big for me. <laughs> yeah. So confidence is such a big thing in business, especially for yeah. women, was there a pivot point or was there a light bulb moment that you said, you know what, I got this just like anybody else? Yeah. So it's really just understanding and ground, grounding yourself in truly knowing that everybody is so worried about themselves. <laughs> and right, there's like, what, 8 billion people in the world you can't expect for everybody to vibe with you just like you don't vibe with everybody anyway already. So I very much struggled my whole life up until now. I, I say I'm a recovering people pleaser, right? I, I'm always doing for others and, and making as long as everybody else is happy, then that's fine. And, and really just like branching out of that and giving yourself the permission to be like, um, no, I'm, do I, I'm doing this for me because I can, because I'm worth it, all of the things. And if you don't like it, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so what's a couple of things that went right? You're a few months in. Um, what's a couple of things that went right in the setup of your business? Oh, gosh, definitely just messy action, right? So getting getting the information, whether that be you know, hiring your own business, business coach, or just surrounding yourself with, with mentors and people who have been there and learning from them. And then just taking, like taking one thing at a time and running like, and do it right. They'll give you something and then just do it. <laughs> not worrying about how you're going to like, what people are going to think, not worrying about 
oh my gosh, is it perfect? Recovering perfectionist here too, right? Like just, just doing it, like just taking the step and doing it. (laughs) That's one. Let's see what else. Um, Taking just messy action, taking the steps and surrounding yourself with not only coaches and mentors, but people in, you know, in real life, if you will, because this is all online, but surrounding yourself with people in your physical life who support you and see you at this level that you're trying to get and not getting caught up in other people's stories about yourself, right? Because we get we get to decide who we want to be and who we want to show up as in the world. And if you have a friend that you've been hanging out with for the past 20 years who only sees you this way from back in high school, that's not going to be supportive for you moving up and doing what you want to do in life. Right. Sometimes those individuals may not go with you all the way on the journey, excuse me, and that they're there for a season. And sometimes we have to be able to learn that not always the easiest thing to do, but sometimes it's for the best. Yeah. Um, So you mentioned um, earlier on that you had kids. And so how do you balance it all? Oof. Oh, here lately it, it has been, it has been interesting. So I have, yes, I have three girls ages eight, nine, and 10, and they're all three in basketball, two different teams. (laughs) So basically we get to have practice four nights a week between the two different teams. And it's really just putting your, putting your energy and your intention on these relationships, right? Relationships with your kids, relationships with your spouse and creating that intention and letting them know that like, I'm committed to having a 10 out of 10 relationship with, with you kids, girls, and this is what mommy's doing. This is bring, bring, I bring them into my vision, right? I, I bring them in. I'm like, Hey, this is what mommy's doing. I'm, I'm helping. I tell them, um, I help people like light up again, like Poppy and trolls, how she lost her color and then branch kind of helped her got it back. I'm like, I'm branch. I'm helping people light up again. Oh, that's a great and, analogy. Yeah. And, and it's once they, you know, because all they see is mommy's on the computer all the time or mommy's on her phone all the time. Mommy's always on call. She's working all the time. And it's like, I didn't realize how much just bringing them into what I was doing was going to be so supportive for, for our relationship, because even though they're young, right. And they're still like, gosh, you're working all the time. Now they know the reason why I'm working all the time instead of mommy's working all the time at a nine to five corporate job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That's the kind of the guilt of it all is, especially when you're an entrepreneur is that you yeah. are working all the time because either you're servicing your clients or you're maintenancing the back end. Yeah. Or you're sending invoices and following up. So there's so many things that you have yeah. to do as an entrepreneur. So juggling it all is could be class after class after class or session with coaches to yeah. be able to get it right. Absolutely. And I want to add too, I want to invite everybody to start doing this should they feel like they it would be supportive. But I have a non-negotiable rule for myself that my phone goes down at 630 every night. Oh, wow. I, I turn on my do not disturb. I, I put it down and I'm like, nope, 
every, everybody, my, one of my coaches actually just said this recent, recently, just because somebody else has an emergency doesn't mean it's mine. Right. And so right. it can wait, it can wait until tomorrow. And so, yeah, that, that has also been a very much a game changer. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. I'm not quite there yet. But <laughs> <laughs> that's a goal of mine to work on that. Um, so what keeps you motivated? I mean, it's a, it's a thing to be an entrepreneur and a mom yeah. and all that stuff. So what keeps you motivated through all of this? Yeah. So what keeps me motivated? Like I, I have such a big vision and such a big heart as like, I want to help everybody <laughs> and how can I help everybody? And now that I finally shifted and kind of realized my ideal clients have really pivoted quite a lot since, since I've started my journey. So I've gone through my self-love certification course and I got a client while I was in the course and, you know, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'm supposed to serve these people. Maybe it's this, maybe it's this. So now that I finally realized like, Tisha, you get to help coaches because the more coaches I can help actually show up in their business, it's the ripple effect, right? Like they get to enroll clients and help them with whatever their struggles are. And so the more, the more of an impact I can make and help coaches with, that's, it's the, it's the ripple effect. And uh, it just lights me up. I'm like, I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, I'm going to change the world. You just watch. <laughs> I don't know right. when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. And don't back yeah. off from that. That's the yeah. way it has to be. You have to own that. Yeah. So what advice do you have from, for entrepreneurs that you wish somebody would have told you in the very beginning? Hmm. Ooh, I think a big one is being, being unattached to changing your mind, or I guess like you're allowed to change your mind. Don't get so set on the min, honestly, the mini school things that like don't matter, right? Like your website or your brand colors or who your ideal client is or things like that. Like, cause that, as you continue to grow yourself and, and scale your business and work with clients, you realize you learn things and, and you get to change your mind and that's okay. Like, don't, don't, don't be married to an idea because you're going to change your mind 17 million times and that's okay. You get to do that. Um, I can concur with that. Sometimes yeah. I get caught up on, this is the way that this should flow. You know, it, it should flow. Yeah. This is step one, step two, but sometimes there's like step 2.5 and you got to <laughs> you got to ch yeah. change and adjust, but yeah, I can definitely uh, concur with that. So what does the future hold for your business? What does it look like in a year from now, three years, 10 years from now? What does it look like? Mm, well, girl, like I said, I'm going to change the world. <laughs> I'm going to change the world. So gosh, in I one year. That clip, so when it yeah. happens, I'll be able to say, she said it here first. Yeah, she said it here first. <laughs> Yeah. So my vision, I mean, gosh, a year from now, I, I am seeing a, a team of coaches underneath me, right? Again, just making that, that bigger, bigger ripple effect. I am also a head coach in another community um, with a, I'm so grateful to have her in my life. She's a, such an impact, impactful coach. Um, but, and her vision is to build like the number one personal development platform for women 
and her, like her and I have very similar visions. Like we want a one-stop shop. You want personal development. You want spirituality. You want weight loss, nutrition, like physical mind, body, and soul, right? That we're going to change the world that way. How that looks. I don't know. I'm a manifester. <laughs> My human design is a manifester. And so I'm still working on getting clear on like five years from now and 10 years from now, what that looks like. But like I, like you said, I said it here first, I'm going to change the world <laughs> one oh, heart at exciting. a time. <laughs> that's exciting. And that's, that's a great idea. The mind, body, soul aspect of coaching. Mm -hmm. um, and before we close out, I want you to share with our audience, like how do they get in touch with you? What's the best way to reach you if they'd like to work with you in the future? Yeah. So I'm um, on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Both of those handles are your self-love BFF. Um, and then just Tisha Price on Facebook, or you could email me yourselflovebff at gmail.com. Yeah, it's a thing. And my website, yourselflovebff.com. <laughs> That's the way it should be. Yes. All similar. And we'll link those things in the show notes so people can easily find them. Um, but Tisha, it's been a joy to speak with you. I have enjoyed the conversation. I hope that we have continue to give um, women around the world just some great tips and that they can do it. They yeah. should have the confidence to do it and juggle all the things Yeah, um, and make it work. So thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. <laughs> we hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Entrepreneurs Think Tank. We know the journey of entrepreneurship is not easy, but when you dive into the think tank, we hope to make your experience a little better than it may have been. Until next week, enjoy the journey.